0: welcome to leadership moments in every great leader's life there are pivotal moments that shape their character test their resilience and awaken their vision together we'll uncover the invaluable lessons hidden within these transformative moments welcome to the Leading Through Change and Transformation podcast. I'm your host, Tracy Ann Palmer. And today we'll be exploring the ever relevant topic of guiding our teams through the turbulent waters of change, transformation, and crisis. So let's kick things off. I want to address the elephant in the room. Change is a fundamental aspect of our existence, it's a constant. It's in our personal lives, and our professional lives. It can be exhilarating, yet equally terrifying. It has the power to stir up stress and fear and doubt and resistance among all of us and our teams. However, as effective leaders, we need to recognize that change is not just an inevitability. It's an opportunity. It's an opportunity for growth, for innovation, for resilience. And as leaders, how do we tackle this head on? So whether it's industry disruption, organizational transformations, market fluctuations, or even any of your personal life changes, we must be adept at guiding our teams through these turbulent times and dealing with it ourselves. Change and transformation can be the catalyst for innovation and growth leaders who embrace change uh, as an opportunity to adapt, learn, and improve are more likely to lead their team successfully through transitions. And that's certainly part of our job. And as leaders, our role is not to resist change, but to embrace it as a catalyst for progress. So let's delve into some practical strategies for leading through change effectively. Today, I'd like to explore how can we navigate change this transformation and these crisis and empower our teams to do the same. We're going to talk about some practical actions, some examples throughout, you know, uh, the course of the industry, use cases, and an action that we can take on how we tackle this head on. The first thing I'm going to cover off is emotional intelligence. This is the foundation of effective leadership. And we must embody the change that we wish to see. If you're resistant or uh, hesitant to change your team, we unlikely Uh, do the same. They're going to mirror your behavior. So share your own experiences with change and how you adapted. Be transparent about your journey. Create a relatable and supportive atmosphere. Leaders must be emotionally resilient and empathetic to guide your teams through the change. Developing emotional intelligence really enables us to manage our own emotions, which we have to do, and empathize with the feelings of our team. We have to lead by example. We have to set the tone for the entire organization. And when we lead with this resilience and this empathy, we have to have a clear vision. Uh, You can turn these challenges into real game-changing moments. We we can embrace the change as the path to the brighter future and your team will absolutely follow your lead. So an example of this would be Tim Cook. He took over as Apple CEO. He continued Steve Jobs' legacy of innovation by leading the company through significant product launches and supply chain challenges, uh, demonstrating a commitment to change and growth. You know, that is something that he's done successfully. And we can do the same. So one action you could take is to share your personal stories of adaptation and growth with your team, share that vision uh, and foster a trust and openness. It's important to also continuously educate yourself on leadership principles, seek mentorship from experienced leaders, and remain agile and adaptable. Your ability to lead through change will inspire and empower your team to do the same. And remember, as great leaders, we don't just navigate change, we thrive in it. So let's discuss communicating with transparency, open dialogue, and change management, critical components. In times of change, open, timely, and honest communication is paramount. We have to share the reasons behind the change, why the change is necessary, what the change entails, the vision for the future, implications and expected outcomes, and how it will affect them, and how they fit into the larger picture. Encourage questions, address concerns promptly, how, who they are, and what they do matters encouraged questions to provide regular updates and alleviate uncertainty it's critical to lead by example you need to demonstrate your own willingness to adapt and learn it's really important also to share your personal experiences of change and how you overcame those changes it'll inspire them it'll reassure them and it'll make them feel more comfortable and you know an example of uh, something that I know has happened a CEO you know would share a previous personal story of, A company crisis, how those teams uh, got through it, how they were adaptable through the successful turnaround, uh, instilled confidence in the current team's abilities. That's something we can all do using multiple channels such as team meetings, emails, one-on-one conversations to ensure everyone is informed. Uh, Another example of situations where you can do this, you know, if you're undergoing a merger hold regular town hall meetings where leaders share updates and answer employee questions to alleviate uncertainties. When Satya Nadella took over as CEO of Microsoft, he initiated a cultural shift towards empathy, collaboration, and openness. His growth mindset philosophy promoted continuous learning and adaptation, fostering a more resilient and change-ready organization. And look at where they are today. This open and honest communication is the cornerstone of effective leadership during times of change and really important for all of us. Keep them informed about the reasons behind the change. What's going to be its impact? What are the steps being taken to manage it? How they play that role. Listen actively to their concerns, their questions, their feedback. A great example, you know, was during COVID-19 pandemic, uh, the New Zealand's Prime Minister, Jacinda Arderns gave regular updates, uh, very compassionate in communication, reassuring the nation and promoted a sense of unity. That's our jobs. That's what we need to be doing. So create a clear and consistent communication and change management plan to keep your team, your stakeholders, your executives, you know, both internal, external, informed and engaged throughout that change process. Make sure everyone understands what are the major dependencies, uh, what, what's the ownership, what are the major milestones and the timelines, what are the risks, what's the stakeholder, you know, who are the stakeholders, what are those outcomes. You have to empower and involve your team. Provide your team with autonomy to make decisions within the scope of their responsibility. Give them the autonomy to contribute their unique skills and their insights to the change. Make sure that they are getting the professional development, the training and the mentoring that they need to be adapted. Empower them uh, to take ownership of their work, fostering a sense of control amidst major uncertainty. There are so many examples that we see over and over and over again of where change uh, situations are not handled properly. And we know the two areas where we see most of that is in the communication and the change management. You know, Google, uh, their 20% time policy allowed employees to spend a portion of their work week on personal projects. It empowered innovation. It led to the creation of products like Gmail, and Google News. So really making sure that we are identifying opportunities for team members to take the lead on specific aspects of the change initiative, fostering a sense of ownership and commitment. Support their professional development through the training and that mentoring. This continuous learning and development investment is really, really important in times of change. Making sure you've got all the training programs and the resources to help your team acquire the skills that they need to get them to what we call the new landscape. We have to have a learning culture which builds on this resiliency and this adaptability. You know, in response to a market shift towards a digital marketing uh, company, there was an example that I read, which was they continued to enable the team by giving them all the training that they needed for all the new digital platforms and applications that were on the market. IBM at one point, when they were going through the major transformation, they actually invested in their workforce on these kinds of issues, making sure that they were now relevant for the future. These are the kinds of things that we have to do. Another thing is set realistic expectations. Managing expectations is crucial during times of change. Help your teams understand that there are maybe many setbacks. It's okay. It's okay to make mistakes as long as we learn from them. All right. So for instance, if you have a project manager and they're embarking on this complex transformation, you know, and they're openly communicating to the team what these obstacles are, the good news is you can brainstorm. You can figure out Plan B. This attitude of this resilience promotes that culture of that learning and adaptability. Remember, this is going to be an emotional roller coaster. Not just for your team, by the way, it's for you too. So, one of the areas we've got to really focus on is the self-care, the stress management, uh, maintaining a healthy work-life balance for the team and you and yourself. Encourage breaks, uh, downtime to recharge. It can be emotionally taxing and we have to recognize that. And we have to make sure that they feel supported by us as they're going through these emotional hurdles. Offer support, offer coaching, uh, offer mentoring. Uh, see if there's organizations out there that can help. Maybe get some speakers to try and come and help them. Provide mental health resources. You know, Recognize and celebrate those small wins along the way. Make them feel like they're actually achieving something. So there's really three actions we can take for our teams. One, acknowledge their emotions, manage the stress, and celebrate the wins. You know, if we encourage our team to express their feelings and provide a safe space, it allows them to work through it with us and we can support them. If we implement some uh, stress management techniques, uh, it may be, you know, exercise, it might be stress relief initiatives, it helps them release some of those uh, anxieties. If we encourage that work-life balance, it helps them mitigate the emotional toll of that change. And if we give them these small little victories along the way, it boosts their morale. It makes them feel good. And they're getting reward. They're getting motivation. That is our job. We want to make sure they feel supported, uh, they feel heard, and they know that what they're doing really, really matters and they're making a difference. Something else you can take is an organization like Lyra. It provides counseling. You can do stress management workshops. You can do recognition programs for their efforts, giving them awards on a quarterly basis. There's all kinds of things you can do. Another area, setbacks. You will have them, and you'll probably have many of them. We have to learn that this is a learning opportunity, and you need to adapt accordingly. Learn from the failure. Understand what those setbacks are and those failures. Make it part of the change process. Encourage the team to view failure as learning opportunities and adjust their strategy. Another critical area is measurement. Leverage the data. Leverage the feedback. We've got to make data-driven decisions. It's absolutely essential. So collect and analyze that data, monitor the progress, and adjust your strategy accordingly. Regular feedback from the team being open to making adjustments to the change plan and putting in that flexibility is really key to ensuring that the team stay aligned, you're meeting the needs and the objectives, and at the same time, you're pivoting as you need to pivot based on what is really going on with the project and the dependencies of that project. They never go according to plan. You always have to have options. So what I would say is make sure that the team knows that up front so they're expecting it, and they know that we are as well. One thing you can do on the data side is implement data tracking mechanisms to really assess the impact of the change and actively seek input from those teams, from your customers. There was an example of a traditional brick-and-mortar retail business, you know, facing competition from uh, e-commerce giants. We all know that situation. Uh, that's common. Uh, it's happened. What do we do in situations like that? Well, you change your strategy. You teach your employees how to get good with digital tools. You focus on an e-commerce strategy. Uh, and you change your entire in-store experience. Make sure you've got KPIs. Track those initiatives. Review the progress. And optimize your approach. Really, really important. So now let's talk about seizing this opportunity. Change encourages opportunity. Your team to think creatively. To innovate. New challenges come along and they can be groundbreaking. But when you put them in an environment of thriving and you recognize that this adversity actually makes you stronger and more innovative, that's the key. It helps them to develop these critical, uh, these critical thinking skills and makes them much more resilient. Encourage them to look at this as what are the opportunities that are going to come out of this and make sure they have a solution-oriented mindset help them through that. You know, during the 2008 uh, financial crisis, uh, Jamie uh, Dimon, who was the CEO of Jay Morgan at the time, he stared that bank through that turbulent period uh, by focusing on risk management and strategic investments. And in fact, during that time, his leadership really showcased the importance of resiliency and adaptability. That might be one you want. You might want to go and, and, and read up about. But we want to teach people that failure and setbacks is actually about comebacks and about opportunity and about improvement. We want to make sure that they understand that there's options. There's not always one way. There's many ways. The other area is you need to keep a pulse on, you know, what's happening in the industry, what are the market dynamics, what's the emerging technologies, because that then helps you personally to anticipate those changes and proactively position your team for success, and you want to do that. You want to also encourage experimentation. Make sure that teams feel safe when they test new ideas, uh, when there's any sort of breakthrough innovations and focus on this growth mindset. You know, things like fostering uh, design thinking workshops, foster that innovation and find sort of new ways of doing things. Embrace diverse perspectives within your team. Very important. They all come from different backgrounds and industries and experience. Make sure that you really are looking at all of those different viewpoints to find creative solutions uh, to adapt and to really effectively make the key changes. So there's really five areas you need to take the lead on to be the game changer and this catalyst for leading the change. One is this area of self-care. You have to be ready. Take care of your physical and mental well being. Make sure uh, you've set yourself and the team up for success. Two, you have to have a change mindset. Encourage a growth mindset within your team. Emphasize that challenges are opportunities for growth. Not to be scared. Learn from the failure. Embrace those failures as a stepping stone to success. Share the stories of setback and how they led to valuable lessons that made you all better. Celebrate the wins. Celebrate the wins as you're going along. Boost the morale, motivation. Make sure that you are continually improving. Make post-change assessments uh, a a practice. Make sure that you're doing that all the time as part of your debriefs so that you can make sure that you're using those as lessons for the future. So in conclusion, you know, change and transformation are unavoidable. It's part of our roles and our jobs to navigate through it uh, and to make sure that our teams thrive through it. So by fostering emotional intelligence, this clear path of communication, creating a culture of resilience, we can lead our teams through change and transformation, ultimately turning adversity into opportunity. Change is the path to growth and innovation. We must never forget that. It's in these turbulent times that true leaders shine the brightest. And remember, as leaders, we have the power to turn adversity into an opportunity for growth, not only for you but for your teams and your organizations as a whole. Embrace it, lead with empathy, and you'll not only weather the storm, but also emerge as a change, a game changer in your industry. So with that, thank you for being with us today. And remember to subscribe to leadershipmomentspodcast.com. And we look forward to engaging with you and getting your feedback. And that concludes another episode of Leadership Moments. We hope you found inspiration and valuable insights in what we shared today. Remember, leadership is not defined solely by titles or positions, but by the choices we make and the moments that shape us. Embrace the challenges that come your way. They may be the very moments that propel you toward greatness. We'd love to hear your thoughts and stories as well connect with us on our website at leadershipmomentspodcast.com or through social media on Instagram at tap underscore be the game changer. And Stacey Castor underscore. Remember, your leadership moment could be just around the corner waiting for you to seize it. This is Stacey Caster, and what doesn't challenge you won't change you. This is Tracy Ann Palmer, and be the change you wish to see in the world.